Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and I am still trying to scrub my brain from... That dirt alert update. Thank you very much. It is called a dirt alert. Oh, it and it was plenty, plenty dirty. Uh, well, I wanted to. Okay, so do you know the actor Penn Badgley? Does that Mm-mm. ring Does any bells ring for a you? Bell to me. Okay, so if you watched Gossip Girl, you know who Penn Badgley is, and um, he uh, he's hasn't worked much since Gossip Girl, but he's in a new series that will be on Lifetime, and it's called You, and uh, the movie or the TV show You is apparently about a stalker, okay. a man who sees a woman who, and he finds himself so attracted to her that he crosses all kinds of lines and becomes her stalker. Mm-hmm. Well, he's being, he's doing the rounds, doing all the interview circuit about this. And, and he said something that piqued my interest for a couple of reasons. What he said was, uh, and this was the exact quote. He said, I've definitely been, I mean, I don't want to sound sensationalist, but I've literally been molested just in the literal sense of the word by many people in the moment, because that's what they do. What he's doing in that moment is talking about what it was like at the height of his fame when he was doing gossip girl. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about when he, uh, and, and he's specifically saying that he drew on that experience for this role in this, uh, series on lifetime. You now I saw that quote and it's been in so many headlines and attributed to Penn Badgley that I thought something about that is like not sitting with me. And I have to, I want to like figure out what that is. And I think for me, it was the word molested that kind of jumped off the page sure. in the way that he was using it. But he does say in the literal sense of the word, he had been molested. Yeah. By... He didn't mean like he was touched by somebody who was older than him as a child. Exactly. He literally means that women have helped themselves and maybe men. He doesn't he doesn't um, specify people helped themselves to his body in a way that uh, that he says, and he does go on to say, this is something that women are already accustomed to, more or less, around the world, being the object of affection and having people sort of act out to them. And he's just sort of remarking that the same thing happened to him. Now, he had a lot of blowback from from um, from the public for talking about this in a way. Let me, let me guess. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because... He they they think he's trying to ride alongside on the Me Too movement. Oh, he's very careful to separate himself from that. Does he talk about Me Too? Um, like this is my Me Too moment. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't say that exactly, but he just said he um he he's aware of his privilege as a white man, but he's been inspired to share more about his experience um, by seeing how people are sharing. He says these things happen. But he wants to be sure that people realize that he's not 
saying that he that this is anything in comparison to some of the yeah. sexual assault that women have well, been um, have found themselves victim to. Yeah, good because I don't think those are the same things at all. Not at all. But you know what? What what made me take pause? Like I said, that word "molested" like didn't sit well with me. Yeah, and I like many others reacted immediately to like, what does he know about? you know, the Me Too movement. And then I dug deeper and I read a little bit more about what he was trying to say. Mm -hmm. And it honestly, I thought, no, this is actually a conversation we should be having because it's true. Women, um, there does seem to be a little bit of a different standard or at least a perception, a perceived different standard. Okay. uh, In the way that women, um, that and in the way that it is perceived in that. Yeah. There's a perception that men appreciate being appreciated in that way. Okay. How so? You mean touched? Yes. In fact, actually, Penn Badgley says as much. Okay. That there's a perception that men will be excited or um, will feel, um, what's the word, like attractive. Yeah. If women give them that type of attention, yeah. but that that's not necessarily the case and your body is still your body and we, nobody should be touching anybody like yeah. that. Yeah, no, I think unprompted. Um, I mean, I, I assume that if, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, literally, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you don't touch women's bodies without asking. You probably shouldn't touch men's bodies without asking unless, I don't know, you're at a Chippendales and even then I feel like you're supposed to ask before you touch them. I just, I don't touch you know, you put a dollar bill in your G-string, that's one thing, but you're not touching anything. But people get real handsy. They do. Yeah. They do. And I, you know, I have seen women, um, I've seen women touch men without asking mm-hmm. in places, I don't mean on the body, in locations in the world oh, yeah. where you would not maybe expect that. Yeah. No, I have been touched frequently by people. That's what I wanted okay. to say, but I, I like, didn't want to beating around because I didn't want to say it for you. But it's true. Like I've watched this happen when we've been here's, out places. Here's the 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 thing that I think is different in that sense. There is this um, permission where uh, women have this like permission to touch men's bodies in a way that men don't have. I just don't think it. There has been any sort of cultural pushback on that. And so if there should be, maybe that'll happen at some point. But I'm just aware that people feel very comfortable putting you know, their hands on another human <laughs> being's body in a way that I would certainly not. Because, again, I am conditioned as a man, even as a gay man, like I would not just go up to a woman and feel like I, I had the privilege of touching, you know, whatever I wanted. Right. And so and I think that that's part of what Penn Badgley is trying to say is that. Yeah. That there's been kind of a double standard or there's like a different understanding about it. But I think it's not a double standard in so much as it is just different rules. And I don't think that means a double standard because what I'm saying is I'm sure there are women who touch men like there are. In fact, we know um, because we've talked about this very issue. There is a difference to me between how, how can I put this without getting too complicated, like being able to mm, touch someone. And sexually assaulting them to me seems like different things for in the sense that women are permitted to do this behavior because there is a cultural there is not a cultural expectation that they don't. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm speaking. I'm not I'm not an expert. What I'm saying is from my own experience, it appears that um, there's a permission in a way that there's not for men. And that doesn't necessarily that's not the same thing to me as. 
the larger Me Too experience. Right. And I and I think actually, you know, pet, you know, all of this sort of conversation started based on these um these these words that Penn Badgley yeah. said, and I think he's saying the same thing. Yeah. But but I think what he's trying to do, and I and is necessary, frankly, is the start of a conversation about it, right? Yeah. Like, um, because I don't ever when I think about it as a parent, mm-hmm. and I've got a girl and I've got two boys, yeah, and I teach them all the same. That your body is your body, yeah. and nobody gets to to come near it or touch it in the way that mm-hmm. you know if if you don't if you don't want that. Yeah, and don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Yep. I'm not saying that women have the license to touch men at will. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a permission for women to be physical. For example, you go to like a um, we've gone to several of these like male reviews. male reviews, and the lack of boundaries that women seem to have, and that men don't seem to. Um, are not troubled, but maybe, and here's the, here's the, here's the, herein lies the rub, no pun intended. Those men might be very uncomfortable. Right. I have been in positions where I have been very uncomfortable mm-hmm. when that happens, but from standing back big picture, it appears that there is a permission in that space in certain spaces in a way that there is not in reverse. Right. And so perhaps that requires some more conversation and some more discussion, um, anytime somebody speaks out like I am not comfortable, well, one would hope you'd honor that. Right. That, you know, like if if somebody touched me in a, in a way that I was not comfortable with, I would hope that I would say, hi, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and yet at the same time, like I've been touched in a way that I wasn't necessarily yeah. comfortable with and did not say. Yeah. Hey, I'm not comfortable with what that. I'm saying is I don't think it's the same thing. I think it's worthy of discussion in its own way. Mm-hmm. And there are certainly examples of where it is the same thing and, uh, you know, should be attributed to, you know, the same sort of conversation as as me, too. That mm-hmm. is women who are in positions of power, you know, becoming physical with male colleagues, coworkers, et cetera. Like, I don't think that dynamic should be any different. Agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, when we come back, oh, geez, we're late. Uh, when we come back on the other side of this, we've had to call an emergency cheat day experience because of Cynthia Nixon. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know. I will what? explain it. Okay. After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Oh, you guys, we have an emergency situation. Oh, are you okay? On the Colleen and Bradley show. I don't know. A bathroom um, break? What's going on? Nope. This is My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, the emergency is a cheat day emergency. Oh, cheat day. Well, tell me more. I want to put some in my mouth. Well, you're going to because this has been making headlines. Cynthia Nixon is to blame for our cheat day item. Oh, really? What did she do? And what? So, you know, Cynthia Nixon is She's running for governor, running for governor in New York City. And there's this trend of following politicians to restaurants and then watching them order and then watching them eat. They do it all the time. Yeah, like dumb, uh, like they'll get a piece of pizza and then use a knife and a fork. Right. Or like, you know, they'll follow uh, Bill Clinton on a run and he'll end up in the McDonald's. You know, it happens all the time and you watch politicians eat and it's a thing. So she goes to uh, a bagel shop in New Jersey, or no, I'm sorry, New York, and she orders the following bagel. The lox and cream cheese with onions and tomato and capers. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that's pretty common. Pretty common, right? Yeah. But she asks for it on a flavored bagel. And the flavor is uh, cinnamon raisin. Uh, uh, yes. And everybody's like, what is she doing? Yeah, exactly. Right? Because people are like, that's disgusting. You're disgusting and you're gross. So I thought, you know, she defended it. She's like, this is always my order. Whenever I go out for bagels, I always have the lox, cream cheese, onion, capers, the whole works, tomato on a cinnamon raisin bagel. Oh, God. So we've ordered it, you guys. Oh, we've had it delivered. This is torture. Mostly oh. because it just seems like a perfectly good waste of a bagel. I'm... Uh, should should I go first? Yeah, yeah. I you would like you to go first? go first and last. I have a severe erp with <laughs> locks in general, well, but the, the idea that there's a locks happening with a cinnamon bagel and capers and onions on a cinnamon bagel. Ew! It is the sweet spice of the cinnamon mixed with the oh, salty God. brine of the smoked salmon. <laughs> that is such a that like we are, uh, looking fake, at like backwards try, way to try to justify. Okay, you're going to eat it? I'm going to go. Okay, put it in your mouth. Are Here you like nervous at all? Kind of. I love locks. Um, yeah. I, I used to love it until I barfed them up once. Okay, thank you for yeah. wow, supporting. I'm just to being honest. Giving me that right before I'm about to take a bite. I love lox. I do not like cinnamon raisin bagels. So this is going to be an yeah, interesting Yeah, I'm not experience. a sweet bagel person either. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll eat them, but I generally, when I want a bagel, I want a salty bagel mm-hmm. that's... Cr- <laughs> <laughs> Watching her eat it. Ew! Mm-hmm. What now? What are you tasting? Mm-hmm. Mostly lox. Okay. Do you get any of the cinnamon bagel? Not really. When you ordered this, did they... Uh-oh. What's I don't going like on? it. Why? No! Oh no, what's going oh, on? No. I got the cinnamon. I got the cinnamon. I don't like it. Okay, I'm not eating that. Oh, Are yes. you okay? I'm okay. Can right. I just I'm like I'll smell it. it? How about I smell it? No, it's cheat day. You gotta do it. Oh. oh, don't do this, you guys. Oh boy. I'm severely questioning all of her choices. Holly, what do you think? Oh, Bradley's not happy. Not good feelings. <laughs> He's um oh gosh. I don't it's, want to spit it are in Are you here. guys going to both erp? Because no. I took a bite and it's not that bad. Oh, I just erp mine on a Did plate. Did you get that? <laughs> I picked off most of the capers because the capers. The cinnamon is what really loses part. me because that's what lingers right. with the fish. Yes. I love smoked salmon. Let me, let me, you know, be clear. Locks to me, I don't like the texture. Like I like a, like a really smoked. Yep. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our time about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Old salmon. school salmon, yep. like the thin, rye, Novalox, that kind of thing, uh-huh. not so much. 
the cinnamon is the thing that are you, Holly's still in cinnamon fish. Yeah, but now I'm just. Are you getting the cinnamon experience? Yeah, I did. That I don't, wasn't that it wasn't as irpy as you guys make it out to be. However, this is just it's not a good idea. Like it's just not a good flavor combination. Because you've got like now this this um aftertaste of. Like fish candle, yeah, icky, icky. <laughs> Yankee candle. You know what it is? That's the thing. I don't. That's why I don't like cinnamon. It's always way too Yankee candle for me. I mean, um, I like cinnamon bread, like with some butter. No. and you know, you no. don't like cinnamon bread. I'm not a big cinnamon fan. Really? Really? Yeah, really. I don't like at all. I don't get excited about it. I don't feel like I understand its place in um, flavor culture. I just don't like what? it. I just don't like, like it. It's apple pie? A little too spicy. Snickerdoodles? I mean, it's okay in there, but it's got to not be too strong. Like, I can't, it can't be too cinnamon forward. It has to be... Okay. I, people have a tendency to overuse cinnamon, okay. in my humble opinion. Maybe it's a smell experience for you. Cinnamon thoughts by Colleen Lindstrom. Yeah, not welcome. a taste experience. I don't know what she's thinking, well, by I think the way. she's disgusting. And I think this is one of those things where you should know better, especially if... Okay, so just, you know, because I'm a political advisor, mm-hmm. basically people pay me to give them uh, my political opinions mm-hmm. about things, especially like when how they run their campaigns. Mm-hmm. Call me all the time. All the time. I grew up watching the McLaughlin group. So um, anyway, which is still around, by the way. Is that not fascinating? Yeah, totally. What were you going to say, though? No, but what I was going to say is if I were giving Cynthia Nixon political advice, I would say, please do not like make this your like wacky moment. Because it just seems like this is not something relatable. Like, sure, everybody has a weird thing they like, but make it something that is actually a weird thing a lot of people like. Right. Like putting potato chips on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, not locks on a cinnamon bagel, because that just seems very controversial. Well, she's already made it her gimmick. She has tweeted, yes, I like to eat cinnamon raisin bagel with locks, capers, red onions, cream cheese, and tomatoes. Give a few bucks to help support our campaign in the last days before the primary and enter for a chance to win your favorite bagel with me, Cynthia Nixon. So, oh, at least I don't have to donate, eat that dumb bagel. Donate to her cause, and you could be oh, eating God. whatever bagel you like. I'm going to go um, I, I have to my wash mouth my mouth. Drano. I'm not kidding. It is, it's still in there. Okay, after this, oh, celebrities behaving badly, even worse than that. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, D Bags. My Talk 1071. Everything. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Entertainment. Celebrities behaving badly. They do it all the time, and we talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything in. Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, uh, and we call those celebrities behaving badly a name, and that name is D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Oh look, it's a Kardashian Jenner. Say, um, so this one is actually a, a Jenner, and it's a Kylie. And here's the headline that I read in People Magazine. Kylie Jenner admits she's always been, quote, super insecure about her lips. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's hard-hitting yep. journalism. So in the, uh, let's see, recent issue of Glamour UK, 21-year-old Kylie Cosmetics billionaire, Kylie Jenner, <laughs> discussed her lips as one of her biggest uh, insecurities in life. Oh, my goodness. Quote, I was super insecure about my lips. I really wanted the illusion of bigger lips, so I overlined mine like crazy. 
And then people started getting obsessed. And then she talks getting obsessed. And then she talks about how she became a victim of, you know, haters uh, as the sole owner of a near billion dollar company (laughs) that specializes in enhancing lips. So, quote, so many negative things come at me all the time. Of course, it does affect me, but. You develop a thick skin. You guys, you, this is her rags to riches story. This is so You can't sad. lift your leg on her rags to riches story. Is this all part of her lip Okay, dreams? I don't know no, what was in that dumb bagel you just tried to inhale. I can't say with a straight face. I was joking. This, okay, so that is just mind-numbing, right? Because what you want to say is, girl, I don't know if one of two things is true. You're lying because you think it tells your rags to riches story about how you turn haters mm-hmm. into a billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. That, you know, somebody on CNBC on Saturday morning who's trying to, like, start a business might watch a segment on yeah. it. But uh, it's either that or you are just the saddest person in the world with a billion dollars because she was raised in a world where she was made to feel insecure about something inconsequential. There are people with facial deformities who are like born into the world, mm-hmm. not conforming to everybody's expectation of what a face should look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a very full top lip. Yeah. Okay. And it created so insecurities either, for her. Either she's lying or she's dumb. Those are the options. She's dumb. Well, okay. Fine. What, however, you know, I would feel on a given day, I might ascribe dumb or lying, uh, d- depending on how I feel. Regardless, that is not the the only thing to take issue with Kylie Jenner today. So Kylie Jenner insecure about her lips. She overlined them because people were really upset. Here's here's I think the bigger the bigger tell, if you will. She goes on to say again in this UK issue of Glamour magazine, Glamour mm-hmm. with the U. Quote, nothing has lasted so long that I haven't gotten through it. Okay, also, she's 21. Right. Nothing has lasted so long that I haven't gotten through it. So whenever a bad story or a rumor emerges, I know it will pass too. Everything in life is transient. Okay. I think I know what she's trying to say. However, the way she's saying it is so bizarrely dark and not attached to anything that I am familiar with in the world. Let me just take a stab at this. So you've been on the planet for 21 years and you've gotten through everything. Mm -hmm. What have you really had to get through? Right. Your unfull upper lip. Mm, It's Mm -hmm. so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you were able to start. I mean, kudos to you for your billion dollar business venture. I kind of feel like you haven't had to struggle very much to get there. Also, the reason why you've been able, like anytime there's a rumor or something about you, it doesn't stick around long is because your mother is a master at manipulating the press and is able to tell another story that will make that one go away. So that is also All of that kind of makes you a little bit more fortunate than the average person who maybe doesn't have a PR machine behind them to tell a different story. Correct. And several sisters who are also machines in and of themselves right. to help amplify your your stuff. Um, but the, it's the quote, everything in life is transient. What does that mean to a 21-year-old billionaire who's really not had to work very hard in her life? I don't know. Does that mean like every there is no constant in life? There is nothing permanent in life? That If, if that's how she truly feels, that is depressing and mm-hmm. sad. 
mm-hmm. that she feels like everything is transient. Now, I'm trying not to read too deeply into this. Very likely, she doesn't even know what she's saying. Yeah. But she to might me, not I'm know like, what transient you means. Yourself? Transient. She might think it means you know, like something completely different. Transient. Well, if anything, good. She might think it means good. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a transient day. Ultimately, she does want her daughter Stormy to inherit her billion dollar empire. She works hard for Stormy and being able to pass Kylie Cosmetics on to her, if she's interested, would be such a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go home tonight and eat my feelings. No, it's so it is. It is frustrating to hear like my hope is that the majority of people listen with a critical ear to the words of Kylie Jenner and, you know, don't feel too bad for her lip insecurities because she has lip insecurities. Incidentally, also, because I remember she was like 17, maybe or maybe younger, even when she got her lip fillers for the first time. And the stories about that were so people were out well, of remember their the Kylie mind. Jenner lip challenge. Yes. People were out of their mind at the notion that she had gotten these lip fillers and she wasn't even 18 yet. And I remember thinking to myself at that time, when I was 18 years old, if I went to my mother and said, Mom, I am really insecure about this area of my body. If my mother's answer to that had been, well, let's just go get it nipped and tucked, honey. What a different person I would be. Yeah. Right. And that is that is the place from which she is approaching the world is if you don't like something, we'll just change it. Just go get it nipped and tucked and change. Well, and just that again, her biggest insecurity in life is her lips. I know. Girl. Can we talk about her sister's insecurities? Yay. Because I, my D-bag <sighs> is another Cardushian. Oh. This time Surprise. it really is a Cardushian. It's Chloe. Guess what Chloe's talking about, you guys? Oh, let me guess. She lost weight. Actually, no. Her post baby body. She's having difficulty losing weight. Oh, mm-hmm. wait! I thought she was all perfect since she lost weight. Oh no! Didn't she? No. What? No. What no. No. Now? No. No. Struggle. We're in a struggle place, oh, you guys. Poor thing. With Chloe. So here's her quote, and this is all from her official Chloe app, which is behind a paywall that you'd have to actually yeah. shell money out to read this hogwash. I was so shocked when I lost 33 pounds of baby weight in the first three months. I really thought it would be more of a challenge, thought it would be more of a challenge because I've struggled with weight my entire life. But it turns out now it's so hard. She said, wait, what? Yeah. So what she was saying was the 33 pounds coming off quickly. She was shocked by because it was so easy. She thought it would be harder. But now... Now it really is hard. it's hard. And now oh. she's upset because it's okay. hard because it was easy the other day, but now it's hard. Um, she said, I'm the queen of yo-yo dieting. No, no, actually meet somebody who's gained and lost hundreds of pounds. Mm-hmm. That would be like, the you have to be the best at everything. You are not. Right. No. She said, true almost five months old now. And I'm really close to my goal, but I am plateauing. And it's so hard. I get really discouraged. But at the same time, I try to remind myself how long it took the first time to lose all of my weight. By the way, her baby is five months old. There are people who their children are 50 and they still haven't lost the baby. I mean, 
calm down, Chloe. Calm down. Uh, she said, um, what else did she say? I have about 17 pounds of weight left to lose. And then I want to tighten my muscles back up. <laughs> okay. I'm still eating healthy when I can and working out, but some days are harder than others. But for now, I'm just not putting pressure on myself and enjoying being a mommy. Okay. Okay, I don't, there's, there's so like, much going on. And she's trying to have it all ways based on whatever article she's your post she's creating. Like, I don't. Like, what are you trying to do here? Like, there is nothing. And before we get the emails, because and we won't from this story, but I can see people saying like, well, you're being unfair to her. Every woman struggles with their weight, blah, 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 especially after you have a baby, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes you're you can, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like all of those independently. Sure. Like for the average person, those are legitimate things. Mm-hmm. Like who doesn't struggle with their waistline? I mean. Guilty is charged, mm-hmm. right? Who doesn't, what mother hasn't struggled with the way she looks after she's given birth? Mm-hmm. Actually, some don't, maybe. I don't know, but it seems pretty commonly appearing mm-hmm. in TV and uh, tabloids mm-hmm. that this is an issue, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what is like, you, this woman has, I don't know, if she's got millions of dollars, but she's got a lot of money. Oh, she's got millions. She doesn't really do anything. I mean, she's a designer and her last name is Kardashian. Yeah, she signs checks and mm-hmm. tells people what color she likes. Yeah. Okay. That's what she does for a living. And then she she doesn't even write these dumb posts. Guaranteed. So what does she do? How hard is her life? Of course, she has all the time in the world to fixate on all the wrong things in her life. Mm-hmm. Like her body. Well. Is that really your priority as a, uh, like, again? Yeah, but then that's, but see, then I think she realizes that by the end of the post and goes, I've got the 17 pounds left to lose, but you know what? I'm not worried about it because I'm just going to focus on being the best mom I can. That's a lie because all you do is worry about it because every article we see is you Mm -hmm. worrying about your body. What do I always say about the word, but everyone's got a, but I do say that, but Everything, if you find yourself using the word but, it pretty much says everything prior to the word but is actually. Yeah. Forget about it. One T or two. Well, I think all of the case with it's after the but the the but means that one side of the but is a lie. Yeah. That's all you need to know. But everything before the butt is a lie. Usually everything before the butt. In this case, everything after the butt is a lie because she says, I want to lose that. And I got 17 more pounds and I did the 33 and it was all great. And I just, I just a little more. But for now, I'm just focusing on being the best mom I can. No, honey, because you just spent umpty foo paragraphs yeah. telling us. Does all your about child your speak in complete sentences? Does your child have a, you know, a, I mean, just that's not your priority right now. Your priority is not your waistline. Chill, girl. You're pr- chill. Are you telling me? To no, chill? I'm telling Chloe oh, to chill. Like you can chill yourself. <laughs> no, I just and I look, I, I think women have to be themselves and do their own thing and struggle with, you know, and it's OK to struggle and it's all. That, but this is her signature this is her job she's creating her job this. Yes. is the post baby body yeah it's the journey that and like who gets up and goes oh god yeah mm, i totally relate to that chloe kardashian i mean i feel the same way i've got you know if only millions of dollars i live in a mansion i have a television show about me um, she could have six. She could have those extra 13, 17 pounds just sucked, sucked out of her. In and no she time. probably has. I know. When we come back on the God Colleen and Bradley her. show, Free it is country. just as suspected. Jeffrey Owens 
is blaming Bill Cosby. Oh. Yes, we'll tell you why after this. I'm Colleen and Brad. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bradley Show on My Talk 107.1. Well, Jeffrey Owens uh, is basically confirming what we assumed, that Bill Cosby is partially to blame for the fact that he was... Um, seeking work at Trader Joe's. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Jeffrey Owens. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with that name, he played the son in law of Bill Cosby's character, Cliff Huxtable, on The Cosby Show, and uh, was recently um, caught. I don't like the word caught photographed mm-hmm. uh, working at his job at a Trader Joe's. His, the photograph went viral. The internet, of course, went bonkers about the fact that the man that played the role of Elvin on The Cosby Show was working at Trader Joe's. This has sort of taken on a life of its own and mostly in a very positive way. Um, but I got to tell you, I am a, I've become a fan of Jeffrey Owens and all of this because of the way he's conducted himself and, and the way that he's talked. Um, but here's the latest. Now, we said early on, listen, this is likely partly a consequence from losing his residuals for the Cosby show because after all of the allegations uh, against Bill Cosby became public and of course, he was tried in a court of law and found guilty. Yep. Uh, they everybody pulled the show, so nobody's airing the Cosby Show anymore. Yep. Which means everybody else who worked on the Cosby Show is being penalized for his behavior. Yeah. Which seems a little uh, ridiculous, frankly. Yeah. And now we're seeing the actual effects of this. Absolutely. So now we're seeing the effects of it. He says, yes, it impacted me financially. Um, at the time that the show was pulled, that didn't make a difference in our income. Um, that was one of the elements that led to my getting to the place where I said to myself, I have to do something. And I was thinking, what can I do? And the answer ended up being Trader Joe's, which is actually a wonderful situation for me in many ways. Um, he'd been working at Trader Joe's for 15 months in New Jersey. Uh, and he said, I just had to do something to support myself and my family. And so there he was. And uh, now, of course, the story has taken on a life of its own. And he's accepted a role in Tyler Perry's show, The Haves and the Have Nots, that is on the own network. He'll be so he, he'll be working. But he has also said, listen, if I find myself in a position again where I need to worry about the livelihood of my family, I would go back to Trader Joe's. Yeah. And I again, I feel like this is like the side of the story we may not have heard had this not happened. You mean the residuals side of the story? Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. I, well, and it's not just him, and it's uh, you know Malcolm Jamal Warner. It's um, all the other cast members, right? From right. the Cosby Show, some more than others, probably who s- stand or are losing, stand to or are losing 
uh, a lot of their residuals. Yeah, um, that's got to be a big chunk of change. But I also think it depends, right? Because not every um, actor on a TV show that was very successful gets very good residuals. It all depends on the production, I would assume, and mm-hmm. whatever arrangement they made at the time. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the cast of Friends, don't they make like millions of dollars a year in, in I'm uh, sure. residuals? Yeah. I think that was a story we covered um I don't know, a couple years ago or something. There was some reason why. But anyway, regardless. So there are examples like that where people are literally making millions of dollars for reruns. Um, Presumably most people aren't making that much, but it is still uh, a certain amount of money that they've come to rely on. And the fact that one person is uh, able to, you know, stop any of that from happening is is, is sad. It's It's, so sad. It's certainly understandable, but, you know, it also... I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know. It's it's hard. If it were me, I would be ticked, right? And it was somebody I knew I would be ticked. But I also think, like, they're out there working and doing things now. Like, I don't think they had the expectation that they would just do one series, be done, and then make money for the rest of their lives. No, but, I, you know, I do think you begin to kind of depend on that as income. Yeah. And, and that's what floats you in between jobs. Yeah. I do. I do wonder if this won't change the way that um, contracts are negotiated for people in the sense that maybe on the front end, they will ask for some sort of insurance that some of that residual will be covered in the event that it gets can't or, you know, that something like this happens yeah. on who the knows? part maybe of that's one possible. person. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, in any case, he's now saying, yes, indeed, that is exactly why I end up working at Trader Joe's. I just, I could not be more of a Jeffrey Owens fan. I think he's been so articulate and and shed light on so many kind of amazing things in this whole process. And he's never been bitter or angry. His Um, heart's always been in the right place. You know, we've talked a lot about Me Too, whether it's, you know, uh, people like people being affected because of one person's actions like Bill Cosby. Um, But there's also just like the day in and day out. And this isn't necessarily related to the story that you just talked about, but the sort of like, you know, day to day person who has had to deal with um, the problems highlighted in the Me Too movement, sexual assault, sexual misconduct in the workplace, harassment. Um, Here's a a fascinating story. Um, U.S. hotels are giving workers panic buttons in the wake of the Me Too movement, Mm. which sounds a little disturbing at first. Like what? But more than 18,000 hotels across the country are providing essentially, you know, like those panic buttons in your car. Oh, sure. Well, it's like a little keychain, and you just put it in your pocket. And that um, because and I hadn't realized this, but I watched a video of uh, one particular hotel chain. I think it was Marriott um, telling the story. And they're like, you know, we don't realize, but hotel workers very often are required to go in and out of rooms and they are not sure what's on the other side Mm -hmm. of those doors. And so it can create some fear and some, um, you know, reservation to do their job. And obviously workplaces want people to feel safe. So this is one way to arm them with some, you know, some safety and security in a way that there wasn't before. So I think that's kind of a, that's one of the benefits. I think the trickle down nature of, of the me too movement. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the hotel chains that have kind of already committed to this Marriott Hilton, Mm -hmm. um, intercontinental, like there's a lot of big chains that you know of that are 18,000 hotels across the country. Great. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Bradley has fallen down yet another YouTube oh, rabbit God. hole. Let's go. Oh, wait until you meet this new character that oh, Bradley yeah. has You're found. I love it. You really are. He'll introduce her to us well, after and, this. And yes. On my talk 107 one.